Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free and the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hello. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to lend an ear. I really appreciate your attention while we are living in some tumultuous times right now. People, I come to you as an African-American female physician. Merely existing and operating in the space of healthcare is and has been revolutionary. Did you know that Black female doctors represent only 2% of physicians in America. Many people do not know that. So when you see Dr. Erica R. Jones, a graduate of Meharry Medical College, understand that the person that you are looking at is very rare in society. You are currently listening to someone who has pretty much sacrificed her youth and over a quarter million dollars for my education. Knowing that with one mistake, as a physician, as a doctor, I could lose it all. When physicians make mistakes, we get sued. We lose our medical licenses. And sometimes we even get thrown in jail in some cases. Because we have taken an oath to do no harm, there's very little wiggle room for certain mistakes. And although we are human, we are held accountable for errors on so many different levels. So watching what is playing out in the news with the recent murder of Breonna Taylor, with the murder of George Floyd, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery is extremely disturbing. 
I am talking to you to bring light to these issues. Particularly today, I want to highlight the life of Breonna Taylor. Today is her birthday. Breonna Taylor would have been 27 years old. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with who Breonna Taylor is and why I feel that this is relevant, because I relate to Breonna Taylor. She was a young African-American female in healthcare during the coronavirus pandemic. You would label her as essential. She's the type of woman that people clap for. She had dedicated her life to helping people. Breonna Taylor worked two jobs. To make a better life for herself. She was what we call an EMT or an emergency medical technician out on the streets helping people. A huge mistake was made. Officers in Louisville, Kentucky claimed that they went to her apartment on March 13th to execute a search warrant for someone at 1 a.m. They were in plain clothes and ended up putting at least eight bullets into our hero, into our essential hero, Breonna Taylor. Records show that the person that these officers were looking for had actually been arrested earlier at a different location. So I want to talk about the magnitude of this mistake. It makes you question everything. It makes you wonder why these three officers that were involved in Breonna Taylor's death have not been arrested. As a physician, it makes me question so many other things. We have lost a true hero in our ranks. Breonna Taylor could have gone on to be a part of this 2% of African-American female physicians. Who knows what else she could have done 
outside of being an emergency medical technician. She was already winning awards in the position that she was in. And today I want to highlight her life. I want to make sure that no one forgets Brianna Taylor, our essential worker, our hero, a sister, a daughter. Let's not let her life be forgotten. This woman was laying peacefully in her bed. And knowing the fact that she had sacrificed her life to help people in the field of healthcare and had this life taken from her as she lay peacefully in bed trying to get rest so that she could go back out and help her community. It disturbs me. I am grieving for the sister. And I'm demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. Her killers are still employed as Louisville police officers. So this is a call to action to demand that something be done. Something has to be done. We cannot rest until something is done. If you don't know, grief is something that looks different for so many different people. You'll even see some people talk about different numbers for the stages of grief. Some people will talk about five stages of grief. Other people will talk about seven stages of grief. So as 
you see people and talk to people that are expressing grief in different ways, just remember that this happens in stages. These seven stages are going to be shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, and acceptance. You can't tell people how to grieve. That's one thing that you can't do. People are going to go through a series of emotions. I know that I am going through a series of emotions. But one of the things that I definitely want to do is bring awareness to the police brutality that is happening in the African-American communities. For the people who don't know, do your research. For the people who have had the horrible experience of having to deal with police brutality and having to deal with racism, you are not alone. And we are going to continue to talk and take actions to eradicate racism and let people know that racism is a public health issue. Police brutality is a public health issue. I can't help but imagine what Breonna Taylor could have done for her community. And I cannot help but ask, what if that was me? What is stopping the police from coming into my home and shooting me in my sleep? What is stopping this from happening? 